This divisional series picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your money. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming from the still delirious Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Friday, the 6th of October. And we are here to have a look at the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. Um, starts tomorrow afternoon. We've got four games kicking off, so we thought it only appropriate. We crack out the very rarely seen quad box here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's a four-man go. Um, I'll go in order of looks. I won't tell you whether it's from worst to best or best to worst. First up is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Hey, Dylan, how are you? How's it going, boys? Good to be with you. Uh, yeah, playoffs have been good so far, so can't wait to get into a uh, divisional round for all. Love it. Uh, second, you've got to be happy with second because it doesn't mean you're top or bottom, is Mr. Scott Reichel. How are you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through the division round. And finally on the code box is the OG. Uh, it is the machine, Mr. Moonaf, Manji, Moonaf. What's happening? <clears throat> oh, not much. It's uh, we're, We crossed the finish line. We, we crossed the uh, little uh, sprint past the wild card, and now we're on to the divisional round. So excited to be here with you boys and break it all down. And, Mal, I'm glad that you saved the best for last. Well, I mean, that's your opinion, Moonaf, and you're welcome to it. We'll leave that up to uh, up the listeners to decide. Um if you are listening, if, you, if you're live, by all means, say hello. Cheer uh, up with a few bets. Trev, Trev's getting his streak back after a little wobble towards the end of the season where he forgot we were on. Uh, Trev is back. Yeah, the, you, you're right, Moonaf. You said a sprint in the um, in the wild card round. And it very much was that. It was over in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, none of the games were particularly exciting. I had a little dig around today. And I think um the, the the four teams that were eliminated scored nine runs in the eight games um and i think there was only two lead changes in the entire series so it was pretty underwhelming really um myself and scott had a little uh, review of it last night we did okay with our picks but i'll be hoping uh that this next round's just got a little bit more excitement a little bit better sport um i think we were expecting and hoping for so what we're going to do tonight over the next 45 minutes or so is have a look around the um, the series markets and break down the four series for you. And then we'll also have a look around game one because uh, we do have lines and pitches, I do believe, um, for all of those things. So we should be able to um, throw out some bets as well. Um, Riley, uh, Riley's joined us, Riley Shanks. We're, me and Riley put up some little, uh, we had a little DM this week and put up some soccer winners. Um, the... NFL pregame live on Sunday on the Soccer Channel. D-Rock, you need to come and join us again on Sunday. Um, you cordially invited back because you put some winners out. Um, so if you want your NFL picks with a British accent, uh, come and join us pregame before the Jags-Bills on Sunday lunchtime. Um, so, ELDS, we'll go in chronological, chronological order. I'm still a bit over, frankly, from Wednesday. Um, the series... First off, where the Texas Rangers at the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, for the series, this is the closest one on the books. Texas are plus 105. Um, that line hasn't moved from last night, Scott. Um, we're seeing a little bit of minus money. It was, it was a pick between the two, but I've still got Texas at plus money here, plus 105, with Baltimore at minus 125. Um, Scott, we'll start with you. You had them down as a pick last night, so... Um, can you can you split these two in the series? 
I think for me, I'm going to lean to Texas in this one. Uh, I don't want to say that it comes down to playoff experience, but I do wonder if Baltimore, I don't want to say it's going to be overwhelmed, but we saw Texas look very sharp. They went into what was a difficult situation after choking away a division, and then they ended up burying Tampa in two straight games. I think Baltimore, of course, is a very talented team, but I wonder with such a young core, are they fully ready for playoff baseball? I don't know. We're going to find out. But I do think that Texas has the firepower to match Baltimore. The the bullpen's a question mark, but the rotation isn't that bad. I think it's pretty close. I think you're probably looking at a four- or five-game series, so I think it's going to be a longer one. I'm going to link to Texas, though. I like what I saw. Bochi in the playoffs is always going to be one of the best postseason managers of all time because of how successful he was with the Giants. I'm going to lean to the Rangers. I think, once again, if Baltimore wins, I'm not going to be shocked. But I do think that it's going to be a very close series. I'll lean to the dog here. It looks like a fun series. I hope it is. Like I say, we do we do need a little bit more um, excitement here. Uh, moving off next up, um, we've, we've got one vote for Texas. Where's your money going? Yeah, it's hard to kind of differentiate uh, both of these ball clubs here, but I mean, obviously the line is indicative of that as well, right? Where you guys mentioned it opened at what a pick and then slightly moved towards the Orioles, but <clears throat> I think Scott nailed it. I think the difference for me is having Bruce Bochy in the dugout for the Texas Rangers and them having those two victories that were in convincing fashion against the Rays who weren't able to put up uh, many, very uh, a lot of runs. In those two games, I think the, this is going to be a series where I believe that we're going to see a lot of runs being scored because I just don't trust either one of these pitching staffs. But I think that, you know, for we saw in game one, Jordan Montgomery pitched well for, for the Rangers. So I think they can scrap it together. Um, I, again, Scott did mention I don't think that playoff experience is going to matter here. But I think the difference for me is it's just the experience that Bruce Bochy brings to this Texas Rangers team. And as much as it pains me to pick the Rangers here, I, I'm leaning towards the Rangers side. Yeah, um, on the, the recap, myself and Scott mentioned last night, uh, Bruce Bochy, because we do three or four times a year have this conversation about what managers contribute, because it still kind of leaves me scratching my head a little bit. So we talked about, and we, we contrasted it with the decision to pull Berrios um, when he looked like he was in control for Toronto, yeah. uh, where Bruce Bochy let Yvaldi and uh, Montgomery go seven innings for Texas. Uh, so, right, okay, uh, two votes for Texas. D-Rock, what you got? Yeah, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because I basically got every series me and you handicapped wrong uh, kicking off the playoffs. But to be honest, I'm not a, a much of a future better, but I would if if I am going to take a future on this. I honestly would take the Baltimore Orioles, I think. I honestly think their young lineup could go head-to-head with Texas. The one issue that worries me with backing Texas is what Scott said is the bullpen. I think they're the worst bullpen of the remaining teams. And I, I think if one player who, if he's on and this lineup is on with the Orioles, I think Anthony Sant- uh, Santander, if he could get going, I mean, he led the O's in RBIs, doubles, home runs. So he he went he was batting 319 in the month of September. So I think if he could get going, the rest of the team will get going. Uh, but I do agree. I think going four games at plus 160, because I do think the Rangers will get one, but uh, maybe the series to go 160, who really cares who wins? But Orioles, I do like a little, but series to go four games at plus 160, I think, is a play. Kaysen uh, joined us in the chat. Yes, Kaysen, expanded rosters for the playoffs here uh, on the podcast. We've, we've roped in everybody. Baltimore, um, it's just been a weird season. We didn't, we thought they might go okay. Um, the rotation at the start of the year was projected to be the 28th best in MLB. Um, remarkably, through the first half of the season, they were the 25th best. And I would, if you'd asked me that as a trivia question, I would have, I would have said they'd gone much higher. The script's pretty much entirely flipped um, in that Baltimore rotation has come really good in the second half, and the bullpen has fallen off. Um, they had the third best starting pitch in ERA in September. Uh, Kyle Barish. Uh, in the RA of below one. But I just think Texas A settled into that series really quickly. So they're going to hit the ground running here. Um, and Texas will be uh, where my money's going. Love Bochi. We saw, we've we've already seen um, what the, the the headline pitchers can do. Dane Dunning's going in game one. We're going to get onto that in a little while. But the bats look good. Uh, Garcia, etc. look pretty dialed in. And it, uh, plus money, plus 105. Um, I think Texas is the way to go um, in this one. 
Okay, we move along. Once I told you about game time, if you want any of these MLB playoff tickets, um, absolutely the best place to get them is game time. Um, helping you to get tickets for your favourite events. Uh, without the stress, you can get tickets for sport, music, comedy, theatre, um, killer deals on last-minute tickets. Uh, you've got the images of your seat views, low prices, flash deals, uh, loads of uh, cracking features here on game time. Um, and one of the best things about game time is that they will credit you 110% of the difference um, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. So you can start to look forward to the event um, without the hassle of faffing about with these tickets. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets, helping us win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Hall of Fame Bets is a betting analytics platform for parlors, player props, game lines, any sport you want, NFL, NBA, MLB, soccer, historical stats and data. And the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool um, is the USB of all Hall of Fame Bets here. You can put things like uh, hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities. You can sort players out to who's hot and who's not. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Okay, so three, one, uh, three votes for Texas in that first series. Next off uh, will be the uh, Minnesota Twins at the Houston Astros. Series prices are plus 140 for the Twins, uh, minus 161 for Houston. There's only one place to start. Moonaf, tell us about your hometown Astros. I think what's really going to come down to in this series is that are the Twins going to be able to score enough runs to keep up with this Astros offense? Because when healthy, we know they're one of the best in the entire MLB. Um, and all the guys are healthy. They don't have any uh, injuries on the, uh, at least the offensive side, the batting lineup for this team. And we saw the Twins. Yeah, they took care of business against the Toronto Blue Jays, but I don't think they scored, what, more than three runs in either one of those games, if I'm not mistaken. But I just feel like if the Astros score five runs per game here, I just feel like the Twins are going to have a hard time just keeping up with that offensively. I do have concerns about the Astros uh, pitching. I know Verlander is still at the top of that rotation there. But after that, I know I'm expecting Framber Valdez to have a big postseason because he usually shows up in the playoffs for the Astros. Um, Christian Javier has been up and down this season. And then after that, it's Hunter Brown who hasn't had the greatest season for the, uh, for the Astros. But you take a look at the twin side. It's just, for me, it just comes down to the offense. I just don't feel like they're going to be able to produce enough runs, uh, to win very many ball games here. Maybe they get one here, but I think the Astros go out and take care of business in, in, in a sweep here. So as much as it sounds as a Homer pick, I'm going to go with the Astros to sweep the twins. Okay. So, um, unsurprisingly, Moonaf goes for the Houston Astros. D-Rock? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, not on the sweep, just because this is another one where I think it's a game-to-game -game basis, where, ex especially in game one, I don't I don't like the, um, the Minnesota Twins. I'm not a big Joe Ryan fan, but I think, like Moonaf said, if it comes into a shootout, if obviously favors Houston, but if it's a low-scoring, tight game and the, and the Astros are struggling to score some runs... That that's the that's the way the Twins are going to win these games, and I just don't expect them to have many of those. Maybe they win one, so I guess I like Houston to win three one at plus three seventy. I could see the Minnesota Twins sneaking one at home if it gets there. So I, I, I like I like Houston. I think they get back, and they're looking to make it seven consecutive uh, pennants. Okay, double bubble for Houston. Scott, are you uh, you jumping off the train, or is it uh, three out of three? No, I'm taking Houston. Uh, I think this price is too cheap. I understand the argument is Minnesota has arguably the better rotation because you're looking at Gray and you're looking at all the other arms they have in there. And I think it's deeper than the Astros rotation. But the difference is the Astros have been there before and they've been very successful in the playoffs. Minnesota won its first playoff series in about 20 years. So I'm not going to overreact to beating Toronto, who I don't think any of us actually liked during the course of the season. I think my favorite play for this series is actually going to be Houston minus one and a half games 
on the spread here. Houston to win the series around minus 150, minus 160. But if you take the Astros minus one and a half games, you can get that price at plus 145. I love the plus 145. And that's a great deal. We all think that, or at least uh, the first two people that talked about the series, Munaf and Dylan, think that Minnesota's winning a maximum of one game. So if that's the case, then I'll take Houston to win in a sweep or in four at plus 145. And that's a very good deal. So that's going to be my main play for the series. Scott, how many um, playoff games have Houston played since 2015? Uh, 92. Yes, Scott. Well done. You're here all week. Um, That's yes, a test of memory uh, passed by Scott. Well, it's a good job I'm here to pick the Minnesota Twins um, because that's exactly stage. Because God damn it! Listen, the Minnesota Twins are for me a great illustration of you've got to think about the teams in the now. And Minnesota are going as well as anybody. I mean, Houston stumbled across the finish line. Um, They were poor. Uh, down the stretch particularly Um, in the Twins and I've said it now in the wildcard series preview we said it in the wildcard series recap um, that they're healthy the players are in good form and I really like this pitching um, lineup that they can throw out we saw Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray go well already I think it's going to be Bailey Ober tomorrow Um, I know Dylan mentioned Joe Ryan but you've got Ober you've got Ryan you've got Maeda We've said Louis Varlin. Um, I just think they're absolutely live. Houston struggling. I mean, uh, a little angle in here, by the way, is that um, Houston allowed the most steals in September because M- uh, Martin Maldonado can't do anything. Um, he can't bat and he no longer defend. I don't know why he's playing. Um, yeah, I'm not um, in on, on Houston at all. I'm going to take Minnesota here at the fancy price of plus 140. The third series underway, a little bit later tomorrow, uh, 6 or 7, is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Atlanta Braves. Prices are plus 155 on the Phillies, minus 175 for Atlanta. D-Rock, lead us off. Yeah, this is another one where, you know, it's over a $2 favorite for the Braves straight up in this series. So I'm going to go the way that Scott went in the last series. And if you take him on the handicap, minus one and a half for the Braves, you could get a plus 116. I like that as well, even maybe for the Braves to win uh, 3-0 at plus 370. I, I get it. Phillies are are good. They have experience. They were just there. And their bullpen actually has been really good. I think they have the third best bullpen in the playoffs behind uh, the Dodgers and Orioles, something they kind of didn't have in uh, previous years, but the Braves are just, I, I think they're the best team in the league, to be honest. So I, I have them coming out of the NL. They've dominated them in 13 games this season, especially on the road. Philly still kind of struggling on the road and Braves, they're they're just wagons at home. So I, I think maybe they do win one, but I'm either going to take the sweep for the Braves or to uh, go four games. Okay, so a comfortable win for the Braves, says Dylan. Scott, are you in agreement? Actually, no. I think Philly's quite live to win the series. I think I am going to pick Atlanta to actually win the thing, but I am looking at Philly plus one and a half games in the series. Division rivals, both teams can score a lot. I know Philly's not going to be intimidated, and I do think Philly's home field advantage is equal to or maybe even better than Atlanta's home field I like the Phillies plus one and a half games. I know it's a little bit juicy about minus 160, but I really do see a competitive series that could go either way. And I do think you're going to see it maybe go to a game five, but plus one and a half games for Phillies. My look, I think it's going to be a very competitive series. Um, yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Moon off. What are you thinking? I really want to pick the Phillies here to win this series just because I, I, they just find a way to flip the switch when it comes to, comes to the playoffs. I mean, we saw them do it last year. I still have concerns about the Braves pitching. I mean, I'm not sure if we have the updated status on Charlie Morton and, and Max Fried if they're going to be available or not, but I'm not sure even if I trust Spencer Strider, especially at home. I mean, I know he's a great strikeout pitcher, but he gives up, I think, a lot of hard contact as well, and on the other side, I know Zach Wheeler and, and Aaron Nola, a lot of people aren't convinced about, but I mean, they 
they pitched really well last season, making a run to the World Series. And I know they did pretty well in, in the series against the Marlins as well. And I, I feel like this is going to be a series like the uh, Rangers and Orioles where we do see a lot of runs. I know there are markets out there, especially on DraftKings, where you can bet on like total home runs hit uh, or over-under on home runs hit and total runs being scored. But I feel like these are going to be high-scoring games. And I, I think Scott mentioned that both of these teams know uh, that they know each other, right? Being in the same division, obviously, in the NLE. So I'll be contrarian. I'll, I'll pick the Phillies here, even though I, I and this Braves lineup is 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 an absolute nightmare. I, I feel like the Phillies just find a way to get it done. So I, I'll, I'll be contrarian. I'm going to take the Phillies here. You're a beautiful man, Moonaf. Um, you just said you had reservations about the Braves pitching stuff. Um, second half of the season, Moonaf, what rank were Atlanta? Uh, for starting pitching ERA? 28th. 30 is the answer. Um, they were 28th in September. They had a 561 September ERA, 28th. 476 over the second half. You're right, question marks over Freed. I think Freed will go on Sunday. Charlie Morton won't pitch in this series at all. Um, Bryce Elder is going to get a throw 575 ERA in his last 40 starts. And his metrics before that were wobbly. We said this all year. Um, yeah, they've got the best offence, tons of home runs, only ever team to slug over 500 in a season. But Philly have to be live. And I'm going to go a little bit fancier here, um, only because Suarez scares me to death in this first game. Philly to win from behind, plus 375. Mm. Uh, so we'll give up this first one and then come roaring back uh, and Philly will take the next uh, three games. So there we go. Uh, Philly to win from behind is plus 375. But Philly uh, to win the series plus 145 will be the official pick. Fourth up is uh, the D-backs at the Dodgers. Uh, D-backs are the biggest dog on the board. Two to one. Uh, Dodgers are minus 243. Um, Scott, you can lead us off. Uh, sorry, can you... I, was, I wasn't focusing. Sorry. What, what Dodgers, D-backs. Dodgers. A Diamondbacks. I mean, we we talked about this yesterday. I thought the Dodgers were going to kill them. Uh, I think this series is going to be Dodgers minus one and a half. Uh, I did find a fun prop. If you do want to back playoff Kershaw, which sounds dangerous, but he's been really good at home. Dodgers to win the first game and the series minus one fifteen. That's my favorite play. I, I think that the Dodgers are going to open up a big lead at home. Arizona has had problems for years winning in Dodger Stadium. I don't see that changing here. I'll take Kershaw in game one. I'll take the Dodgers to win the series. No offense to Arizona. They did a good job of performing in the clutch when they were hitting. They were pretty fortunate that the Brewers can't hit with anybody on base because, damn, the Brewers had a bunch of chances every inning, and they just couldn't get it done. I don't think Arizona's pitching staff's that great. I know that the rotation is fine, but the bullpen has serious concerns for me. Dodgers, it's actually weird because they're the opposite. I don't like the rotation, but their bullpen kind of grew on me over the course of the season. But I'm going to take the Dodgers to win game one and the series at minus 115. Okay, I like that. Uh, a little bit of a different way of getting involved, Munaf. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Scott here. I, I think the Dodgers get this done fairly easily. Um, I like the series price on them, minus one and a half. That's at plus uh, 120. Um, you take a look at Zach Gallen. I think that if they really dig into the numbers, they are better suited to saving him for uh, home starts in Arizona. But he just has not been very good against the Dodgers in his career at all, especially on the road. So, just to put into context, 11 appearances against the Dodgers in his career, one and four record, um, two starts this season. Uh, they were both in L.A., and he got shelled for 11 uh, earned runs total. I know we're talking about the series here, but also Merrill Kelly. Uh, I'm going to put this out there. I think we talked about this during the regular season. Merrill Kelly 11? has 0-12. Yeah, 0-11, 16 appearances, 0-11 against the Dodgers. So those will be your two best pitchers, and – after that, there's a significant fall off for this uh, Diamondbacks rotation. I'm going to take the Dodgers minus one and a half, uh, plus 120. The minus two and a half, I'm tempted by as well, plus 350 as well. By the way, apologies for before, but I've been sweating out this soccer bet for the last like hour. And uh, Bill Bow scored again. So that's why I was distracted. Apologies. What game was it, Scott? Did you win? Uh, well, well, it's not officially over yet. I had a three pick same game parlay. I need Bill Bow to win against the worst team in La Liga. They're up 2 0. 
So yeah, on the rear, I think looking into um, Dylan, what's happening? Yeah, agree with everything. Don't want to reiterate anything, but uh, yeah, Dodgers three zero. Uh, I think they sweep them plus three twenty. I think Munoff hit it on the head. Zach Allen, he was the kind of guy. I think maybe they could steal a game, but on the road, I just don't want to back him or Merrill Kelly. Like he said, there's a big drop off between their number one and two. Another team where they just haven't had success on the road or against the Dodgers, five and two straight up. Uh, and the, all five wins have come by like mar- a lot of runs. So I, I think the Dodgers kill them here. They have the experience. It was a nice, it was a nice uh, little win for the Snakes to get here. But I think they're, I think that it comes to an end here. Um, it's a good job, Army, yeah. They stand up for the little guy, everybody. Um, Dodgers have got you two. You're saying they they haven't got much of a rotation. They haven't got a rotation at all. They've got Clayton Kershaw. He is it. He's slowly rotating by himself. He's the only pitcher um, from the opening day rotation who's there. So Bobby Miller will be going in game two. It was probably their SP eight at the start of the season. I like him. He's all right. He'll have a lovely career. I don't want to be getting involved here, though. I think he's dodgy. And then after that, Shane, Pepe Ott, what are you throwing out? Um, we've already seen Kelly. He is steady, Eddie. Those stats against the Dodgers, it, that just means he's due. That's all that means. Um, Gallen, we like Brandon Fart. We like seeing Brandon Fart. Brandon Fart was great last week. Yes, we do, Moonaf. Don't shake your head. That was terrible. Oh, I was, well, was going to say, do I we? I don't think he was that good. Yeah, he got, a, yeah, he got yeah. out of trouble in the first inning. He went like two and two thirds. Like he, he barely did anything in that entire start. He settled He's down. To get that out of he can go and throw seven ballers at any if point. They, He's done it twice in the last six weeks. He can do it. If they send Fod out in Dodger Stadium, he's getting killed. That's all I'm saying. They better yeah, be right. He's going to get killed um, in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> the big problem I've got, the, the, the main problem here is saying that they might have to come from one down because Clayton Kershaw is quite good. So I accept that. Um, but yeah, they're going to have to throw bullpen days. They're going to, the Dodgers are going to have to cobble this together. Um, like, like the Tampa Bay Rays would traditionally so yeah i'm not i'm not buying it um, i've got all four dogs going here and two of them are definitely going to win there is 100 profit uh in this for me taking those four underdogs um okay uh game ones we will sink our teeth into momentarily once i've told you about underdog fantasy uh, a great way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long underdog has introduced scorches Go five for five and pick them scorches. Enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. Um, $100,000 Sundays are continuing on Underdog. And 10 lucky players will win 10K each. Um, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Uh, Moonaf, can you give us a little overall under? Scott's been benched after last night's Justin yeah. Fields pick. Hit the skin. That's fair. Um, end of the bench for you, Scott. Ride the pine for half an hour. Moonaf's the man. Uh, come on, Moonaf, give us a, give us a winner. Oh, you are for NFL Week 5 player prop. Let's go with... Um... Let's go James Conner over 16 and a half rushing yards. James right Conner. Higher than 16 and a half rushing yards. I've thrown this out all week. I'm going to Christian McCaffrey unders uh, on the rushing yards. Cowboys are going to stop him. Um, is that another shake of the head there, Muna? I just don't know with you sometimes. I really don't know. I like the Maybe great. We'll have a lovely chat on Sunday night about all of this. Angle, but you're, you're a madman. I'll just say that. When the D-backs are 2 nothing up and Christian McCaffrey's rushed for 24 yards, uh, we'll get well and truly back into this. <laughs> so, game one. Uh, back to the start. 1-0-3. Eastern first pitch. Um, Texas at Baltimore. Texas officially TVD. Um, where's my notes? Dane Dunning, though, I believe it will be for Texas. And Kyle Bradish is confirmed for Baltimore. Texas are plus 125. Baltimore minus 147. And the total is set at eight, um, Dylan. Yeah, so I'm going to take uh, Baltimore. I got him at minus 135. I made him a minus 170 favorite here. Uh, I, I just like Kyle Bradish. I think he's had a fantastic uh, season, especially at home. 
223 ERA. Batters are only hitting a buck 99 off of him at home. He hasn't allowed a run in his last 16 innings. And, you know, I think he's been one of the Orioles' most consistent pitchers this season. And in his only start against the Rangers back in early in the season, they the Orioles did win. Bradish only allowed one run in six innings. So I think they have the pitching advantage. And offensively, I think they could hang around here at home. Uh, they did the move the dimensions back a little bit at Camden Yard. So I think they have the home field advantage. I'm going to take the young guys because i think they have the better rotation the bullpen still scares me with the rangers so give me the orioles here okay baltimore up at minus 147 for dylan scott so i don't see any official listed pitchers so you said it's going to be bradish against two dane dunning 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 was good down the stretch he did pitch on three days rest in the season finale but he only went three innings and he was fine but i think for this start bradish i really like but i have a bit of a problem with his first ever postseason start, I think that you're looking at what could be an unpredictable game. I'm picking Texas to win the series, but I, I can see them coming from behind. The atmosphere in Camden should be nuts. It's going to be the first playoff game there in several years. I think even though I am picking Texas to win the series, I think I am an only to Baltimore in game one. I just think that looking at the pitching matchup, you can say it's relatively even based on how these guys have performed this season. Maybe Bradish is a bit better. But I do think that the Orioles will ride the crowd in the first game and route to a win. So even though I'm picking Toronto, I'm picking uh, Texas to win the series, I'm going to lean Baltimore game one. But I am going to lean to the under as my main play in game one. Okay, so Baltimore in under, Muna? Yeah, I really like, do like the under. I know I mentioned that. Feel like we're going to see a lot of runs being scored in this game, but uh, both of these pitchers down the stretch and even season long, they're they're in great form. Especially Kyle Bradish, um, twelve and seven on the season with a two point eight three ERA at home, five and four with a two point two three ERA. And Dylan mentioned it as well in two starts this season against the Rangers, he only allowed one earned run, five hits in eight and one thirds innings. So. Um, and he was really good down the stretch as well, as Dylan mentioned. So I like the form that Kyle Bradish is in. Uh, Dane Dunning has been very, very respectable as well. He he has just had one bad start down the stretch against the Mariners. But rather, other than that, he's been really solid on the road, 5-5 five and five with a 3.10 ERA against AL East teams, 4-0 with a 2.75 ERA. So I, I my favorite play in agreement with Scott is the under 8 in this game. Um, as far as the side, I'll, I do lean to the Orioles side. Um. I promise I'm not doing this on purpose. Uh, my pick was the over 80, <laughs> just flying in the face of everybody. Um, I just thought there might be a few first in the nerves around, uh, particularly Bradish and, uh, Bradish and Dunning. Texas have got that out of the way. The bats uh, were okay. We talked about Garcia. Uh, Josh Young was great. Um, and they do bat all the way down. And I just say, if it takes Bradish just a little while to settle down, these two really have been offense first all year. Um, I thought I thought I'd say eight and a half yet. Um, so yeah, I, w- I will take the the over eight. Uh, um, next up, Malcolm, four, real, Malcolm, real quick, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be windy and rainy in Baltimore this weekend. Ah, uh, yeah, the weather is gonna have a factor. That didn't we talked about that last week? Um, that's all right. It'll finish by four. We get there. Well, when you say windy, windy's not bad. It just depends on which direction. <laughs> the wind isn't necessarily that bad. It just depends if it's blowing in or out. It's coming in. Oh, yeah, under. Yeah, as Munaf and I said before. <laughs> you have rained on my parade there. Um, 4.45, the Minnesota Twins are underway against the Houston Astros. Um, confirmed pitches are Bailey Ober and uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, plus 135 for the Twins. Minus 156 for the Astros. Total is low at 7.5, Munaf. Yeah, Verlander in his career has just been dominant against the uh, against the Twins, and I'll I'll trim this down to a, as a pitcher for the Astros. And I know that rotate that lineups change and things like that as well. But since the 2018 season, this goes all the way back to the 2022 season last year, where he did make two starts against the Twins. Verlander's five and one with a .64 ERA, 47 strikeouts in those six appearances, and. Traditionally, he's been very good in game ones for the Houston Astros when they've made their you know uh, playoff runs and even eventually to World Series cha- uh, champions. I know he does get into trouble. I think it was a game of last season. I believe it was against the Mariners, if I'm not mistaken, where he did get into a little bit of trouble. But 
you have your best pitcher at home where he's been absolutely dominant. Um, I like what I've seen from Verlander down the stretch, especially. Um, I know he had one bad start against the Oakland A's, but he put together back-to-back great starts against the Diamondbacks and the Seattle Mariners. Last two games, 13 innings pitch. He only allowed one earned run in those games, so he's in great form. Um, like I mentioned, he's been really good uh, at home at Minute Maid Park. Bailey Ober, uh, I think, yeah, more than likely making his first career start as well uh, in the uh, postseason. I think that's probably at his disadvantage. Um, I think the Astros' bat can probably get to him early. I'm looking at the uh, <clears throat> Astros' run line here, minus one and a half, plus 136, uh, for them to get the job done in game one behind Justin Verlander. Okay, so the second home I play of the night for Muna. Scott, what have you got? I had the same play. I think Houston's going to kill him in game one. It's really a perfect spot for me, especially if Houston's going to win the series comfortably because Verlander's been great lately. We know how good he is in the playoffs. He's even better if you ignore the World Series. So in the first couple rounds, he's basically unhittable, and he has been for a decade and change. You're looking at Minnesota. They did what they had to do. They defended home field, which is what they were very good at all year long. They were below 500 on the road. And they didn't play a road game in the first round. So I think going into Houston, Houston, though, kind of oddly was really bad at home this year. They're actually three under at home. But in the playoffs, they tend to perform well there. I think you're looking at Houston getting behind Verlander. I'm not sure Verlander gives up a run in this start. But I do think that Houston can get after Ober. I think that Ober's going to struggle. We saw he was great to start the year. Then he was fine for the most part, but he definitely was worse in the second half, comparatively speaking. I think Houston wins this comfortably. I'm not sure about Minnesota's bullpen either in Houston, but I'll take the Astros to win this game 5-1, give or take. I think Houston wins comfortably. Okay, uh, Dylan? Yeah, I feel like all the momentum is with Minnesota and everyone is on them. I feel like I saw the other a couple hours ago, 80% of the bets are on the Twins. That makes me nervous Against Verlander? I find that shocking. Okay. Yeah. Not the money, just the bets are on. No, I'm saying I I just find that shocking. The public's willing to just fade the Astros and Verlander like that because they won two games against Toronto. I I just find that (laughs) kind of shocking. And Astros, they weren't playing for a few days, and I think sometimes that could hurt a team. You know, we've seen it in past where the team just got playing actually helped them in the next round. They're they're all healthy. I I just don't know about this game, though. I do think they're going to be times in this series where we can back the Twins, but I just don't think this is a good spot for them. I'm not the biggest Bailey Ober fan, especially on the road. I think he could get hit by the by the um, Ashos, especially at home. So Verlander, he's coming back, coming off back to back impressive outings against uh, the Mariners and the Diamondbacks. So I think here in Game One, I agree. I don't think really think the um, the Twins will be able to get to Verlander. So I'm gonna at, my, at plus one thirty six. I think that's extremely good value to take the uh, Ashos here at home. So I agree with the boys. Um, my pick, I know Scott's talked a lot about the unders uh, so far this year in, in in the playoffs. And I think if we can see a first five under here, I'd rather take the Minnesota bullpen out of it. The Houston bullpen will be fresh, obviously. You can't argue with Verlander's numbers, Verlander's recent game log. Um, even if, like I say, I'm leaning Minnesota in the series, um, and what they, how they can win is by winning close games. Um, so I, I think the safer bet here uh, for a game one is to take the under because uh, Bailey over um, or Bailey under, am I right? Uh, he's pitched um, really well lately. He's got a six and two thirds, one end run, and then he's gone five innings, zero, two and two. That'll play because Verlander's not going to give up many. This will be two one or two nothing to somebody uh, through five innings. The under four is at a price of oof, uh, about minus one fifteen or thereabouts um, for the, the under four in the first five innings. So yeah. Uh, that'll be my pick. I won't go wild on that one, boys. You'd be pleased to hear. Um, third up is the 607 Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. We have left handed pitcher uh, Ranger Suarez confirmed for Philly. Atlanta officially TBD, but looks like Spencer Strider. Uh, plus 170 on the Phillies, minus 200 on the Braves. Total is at 8.5. Dylan. Yeah, I think that uh, the Braves are the right side here, but I can't lay over $2 with them. Uh, That's just ridiculous. But as for the total, I do like the over, over 8.5. I know 
there's been a lot of unders early in these uh, wild card series, but you got two really good offenses and overs have been cash cow in Atlanta this season, 48 and 32 toward the over in Atlanta. And in the 13 games, these two teams have played the over is eight and five. Although also weather report 10 mile an hour winds blowing out into center field tomorrow. So that should help us a little. I'm also not the biggest Ranger Suarez fan. He's been in a lot of high scoring games in the month of September. And, you know, with Schreider giving up more contact and runs at home, he's allowed three or more runs in four of his last five starts in the month of September. So I think the, both of these pitchers will give up some runs, even when the bullpens come in. I think we're going to see a lot of runs, not just this game, but I feel like in the whole series. So I'm going to be on the over eight and a half here. Yeah, I'll jump in there, Dylan, because my pick was the same for the exact reasons you uh, you mapped out. Um, Strider's uh, ERA 560 in the last five games, and, and Suarez, well, Suarez did all right, actually. But playoff Suarez last year was, was reasonable. Eight and a half. Um, for these two teams who are both again um offense first in Atlanta, very impressively so. Um eight and a half is uh, too low. So I'll, I'll side with Dylan and take the over Muna. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh anytime I see Spencer Strider uh starting in Atlanta, um it's an automatic over. And and just I'm kind of referencing back to what transpired during the regular season for Spencer Strider. He made 16 starts in Atlanta this season. The uh Braves were 13 and three straight up in those games, 10 and six on the run line, but the over was 12 and four towards the over in those games. The Braves were averaging six and a half runs per start uh, for uh, Spencer Strider, and he also allowed 4.31 runs uh, per game. So that equated to about 10.8 runs that he was given up. And I think Dylan mentioned, I just don't trust Ranger Suarez in the spot either. So I think that the Phillies can probably jump out a little bit early and maybe get to Strider here, score a couple runs within whether that first or second inning. But, you know, we know this Braves offense doesn't let up at any time. And they are, they are, they're always in the game, especially with that offense. So over eight and a half for me as a play here. I'll lean with the Braves, but again, at a $2 price, I just can't do it with this Strider on the mound. So I'll probably look at the run line. But favorite play, agree with you guys, over eight and a half. Scott, we're on the cusp of a team ride for the over. What's happening? Yeah, I'm going to lean to the over as well. I think I prefer... I'm trying to think if there's better value on the full game over because you get to fade uh, Suarez or if you just get Philly team total over, which might be a little bit cheap with uh, Strider projected as the starter. But I do like the Phillies, actually, plus one and a half runs. I'm going to stay consistent because I took the Phillies plus one and a half games in the series. Uh, first of all, they're on the road, so I don't like the might not bad in the ninth inning. And plus one and a half is minus 120. But we saw the Braves last year look a little bit sluggish after having a little bit of layoff there because they had a great record and they didn't play uh, in the wild card round. This year, they tried to combat that by playing simulated games against each other. Good luck with that. I don't know if that's going to help you or not, but the point is Philly, I do think, is going to hit the ground running here. Striders had some issues against Philly in particular in the playoffs. We saw that last year. I like the Phillies plus one and a half runs because, once again, Atlanta can still win the game. But if they're up by one run, then you don't have to worry about the ninth inning. So I definitely like that insurance policy there. I like the over, though, but I am going to go with the Phillies plus one and a half. Uh, Final game tomorrow commences at 9.20 Eastern. It's the D-backs at the Dodgers. Uh, Merrill Kelly, um, officially TBD for Arizona, but we think it's him. And confirmed for the Dodgers will be left-handed pitcher Clayton Kershaw. um, Plus 170 on the D-backs. Minus 200 for the Dodgers. Total is set at eight. Um, Scott, finish us off with a winner. Yeah, so I already said I'm back in Kershaw, so why would I not just double down on it? Uh, it could blow up in my face, but whatever. Uh, if, if it does, then I get to laugh at playoff Kershaw again. So it's a win-win for me. I'm going to go with the Dodgers minus one and a half. I just think at home they're going to look dominant. I think you're looking at Arizona, who is pretty fortunate to face off against the Brewers, who we know cannot hit, and Yelich was banged up for the past month. Nobody scared you in that entire Brewers lineup, and as a result, they couldn't get a hit with a guy on base to save their lives. But I do think it's a bit concerning that Arizona got off to bad starts in the first couple innings in those two games in Milwaukee. I don't think the Dodgers are going to take their foot off the gas. I see the Dodgers getting out to an early lead, facing off against Mookie and facing off against Freeman and Martinez. And they just have so many guys in that lineup that can jump on you early if you don't have your best stuff, especially Merrill Kelly, for example, who has been really bad in his career against the Dodgers. I'm going to go with the Dodgers' run line here. I think Kershaw brings it. I think the Dodgers win this game. I, once again, I feel like a 6-2 score is pretty reasonable here, but I am going to go with the Dodgers to get it done pretty comfortably. 
Okay, comfortable Dodgers win, uh, Munaf. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned the numbers about Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers, um, especially on the road. Eight appearances in Dodger Stadium, 0-5 record with a 7.03 ERA. He did have one good start back in March. I think that was probably the first start of the regular season uh, for Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers. Uh, Diamondbacks did get that victory 2-1, to but the next start was back in August 29th against Kershaw, actually, on the mound, and the Dodgers won that game comfortably 9-1. to um, I think I see more of the same here. Um, I agree with Scott run line here for me, minus one and a half, whether it's full game or if you want to take the first five innings run line with the Dodgers, that's at minus minus one thirty. Uh, but I would probably stack uh, Dodgers in every which way team total, uh, first five or run line full game. But I think it's, it's Dodgers dominating in game one. Um, what price did you have the uh, Dodgers on the run line there, Buddha? Uh, full I game see plus one five. Yeah. I see a plus no, okay, yeah. draft things. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was looking at. I thought uh, the minus 130. Was that the first five, maybe? That was um, the first five. Okay. Line, yeah. Uh, Dylan? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, it's nice to get some plus money with the Dodgers on the run line. Merrick Kelly's good. I, I like Merrick Kelly, but I just think personally he's outmatched here against Kershaw. He's kind of middle of the pack amongst pitchers on the road. Snakes uh, one and three straight up against the Dodgers this year. All three losses came by two or more runs for him. Meanwhile, Kershaw, he's been, I think you're right, uh, Malcolm. He's just their best pitcher. Amazing at home, seven and one, 158 ERA. Batters are only in a buck 80 off of him. And like the Braves have owned the Phillies. The Dodgers have owned the Snakes this year. Uh, they're five and two straight up at, at home. All five wins have come by two or more runs. So I, I just think at home they're outmatched here. So I think they win comfortably at plus one hundred five. I'll take them on the run line as well. Uh, my pick is also plus one hundred five, but it is a different pick, and it's the first five under uh, the line set at four. Um, you could very conceivably see Kershaw going scoreless. Um, and like we say, Kelly, without being spectacular, um, is very serviceable. If he, he he won't panic if he gets himself into trouble, he'll be okay. Um, I do want the D-backs for the series. This is going to be a problem, um, having to get past Kershaw. You, you can see the Dodgers being two or three, nothing up through five. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a similar price. We've got four plus 105 picks here, uh, but mine's going to be the first five under four. And I think, Munaf, if you want to confirm, We've covered everything that we were here to cover. Is there anything else we need to get our teeth into? No, uh, we went through the series, gave our predictions. We handicapped game one fairly well here. So uh, just one order of business left before we wrap up the show. And what's that? Lock and dog. Come on, Mal. Come oh, on. Yeah, I wasn't here on a, on a short card. Uh, and are we talking lock and dog for game one? Are we talking lock and dog for the series? Can we do uh, what we like? What's the rules here? So I think I think let's do this. Maybe give out a since there's only four games for let's do like a game one best bet, and then if you have like a lock and a dog for a series prediction, or if you want to give uh, a best bet for game one and then just a dog for anything. Okay, then you seem like you've got it under control. You can lead us off. Okay, uh, so game one uh, for my lock, I will go. Um, I'll just go with the Dodgers uh, on the run line. I, I just think that again, Clayton Kershaw game one against Merrill Kelly. Again, we, I, we've talked about at volumes of how Merrill Kelly is just terrible against the Dodgers in his career. 0-11 in 16 appearances, 0-5 in eight appearances on the road at Dodger Stadium. And Clayton Kershaw, I think, should go along well here. He's had a lot of success against the Diamondbacks in his career as well. I'll take the minus one and a half, plus 105 for the Dodgers to get the job done in game one. And then for my series, uh, dog uh, or a dog play, um, I am going to go with the, um, I believe that was at a um plus price yeah astros minus one and a half games plus 145 against the twins and then i'll give out a lock for a series prediction as well uh i'll give i'll give out the dodgers minus one and a half at plus 120 as well i just think those two teams are just going to dominate their opponents and get this job done whether it's in a sweep or at least in four games so um just to recap game one dodgers minus one and a half plus 105 with kershaw against merrill kelly uh, series prediction log Dodgers minus one and a half plus one twenty, and then uh, dog for the Astros uh, series uh, handicap minus one and a half at uh, I think I said what plus one forty five. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Moon. After you rock it us. 
All right, so for game one, uh, favorite play or best bet, I'm going to go on the over uh, Phillies and Braves game. I just think we're going to see a lot of runs scored. I made my total for game one 8.9, so going over 8.5 here. I think both pitchers are susceptible for a few runs as well. Braves at home are just an over machine, like I mentioned. Uh, For the series, uh, what did you say uh, Dodgers minus 1.5 was, Munoff? Uh, minus one and a half for the Dodgers is plus 120. Yeah, I'll take that. I just think they're going to dominate uh, the snakes here, especially at home. You mentioned the pitching, Malcolm. I, I think their pitching is okay. I do like Bobby Miller, and I think they'll be all right. I just think offensively, I don't think uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks could hang with them. So I'll take them to dominate this series at minus one and a half at plus 120 as my dog. Okay, Scott. All right, uh, so for my game one pick, I'm going to go with the Astros minus one and a half at around plus 136. I just think it's a great price to get Verlander at home against Ober, who has been, once again, not as good in the second half as he was in the first half. His road numbers aren't as good. I just think Houston gets to him early, so I'll go with Houston minus one and a half in game one. Then for the actual series, I am going to pick Houston again. I'm going to give out two plays for the series. I'll go with Houston minus one and a half games again. Plus 145 is just such a good deal for a team that makes the ALCS every year. I just think that's a hell of a deal. So I'll go with them. And my other pick for the series will be Dodgers to win game one and the series at minus 115. Okay, I like this. We've got loads of different angles. Um, I've got nothing but crazy underdogs to choose from here. Um, I've painted myself into a corner. Um, my luck, I will take that first five under. We'll go back to that last game. Um, Clayton Kershaw. I'm against the D-backs. Like I said, it's uh, could be a slow burner. Easy to just see the, the Dodgers being two or three, nothing up through five innings. That's plus one or five. And I'm going to give two dogs out here. I've been sweet on Minnesota all the way through. Um, watch them closely result. I'm okay with them. Houston are wobbly. Minnesota plus 140 to win the series. And then a little bit fancier going back to the Phillies. Philly to win from behind is plus 375. Um, Stride can take game one in a shootout and then the Phillies will get them to level it up, get them back to the bank uh, and finish them off there and that, I believe is that um, anything else we need to know? Hands up, anybody who's got anything they want to tell us? No, everybody's shaking their heads um, oh Okay then, well well done boys that was a good effort, appreciate it, well done uh, thank you very much uh, Moonaf, thank you Scott Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, those who um, chirped up in the chat. We do appreciate it. Um, if you're listening, go and um, click five stars or thumbs up and leave reviews and things like that. I think we're going to be back on... Ooh, when are we next back, Muna? I think we'll come back Sunday night uh, or maybe maybe Monday morning because we'll have game, what, game two is going off on Sunday, so... Uh, we could recap game one and two, uh, maybe early Monday and then and go from there. But uh, we'll see what the schedule is um, as far as how they have the game staggered. But um, I think just a good reminder to subscribe to the YouTube channel for the MLB Gambling Podcast or follow us on Twitter. Um, I think they're going to go two games a day, at least Monday and Tuesday. And then I think Wednesday is a full slate of games. So uh, we'll figure out the schedule and maybe tweet it out or just make sure you just subscribe to our YouTube channel so you know when we're going to go live. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Moon. I appreciate it. Um, cheers, everybody. Good luck with your picks. I hope the baseball is good. I hope we get some winners um, back next week and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>